0: Hello, and welcome to the Yoga and Yum podcast. My name is Sybil Shelton Ford, certified health coach, registered yoga teacher, and your host. And I'm super happy that you're here. This is the place where we practice deep mindfulness, radical self care, and living our lives on purpose so that we can experience all the yum in our lives. All right, let's hop into this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. So happy that you're here today. Well, today, it's kind of an interesting episode. It's more me storytelling. (laughs) So I've recently, and you might be able to hear it in my breathing especially, I recently caught a cold. So this is where I think I got it from. I am... substitute teacher. I do many things, of course. I'm a health coach, a yoga teacher, but I'm also a substitute teacher. And I recently was in a classroom with cute littles, many of whom had stuffy noses, many of whom had coughs still. They were technically well enough to be in school, meaning they didn't have a fever and they didn't have... This is going to sound really gross, but they didn't have like the green mucus or whatever. they the ones that kind of the stuff that lets you know that there is an infection of some sort. So they didn't really have that. So they were well enough to be in school, but were probably still contagious. And if you've ever worked with littles before or raised them or if you're a grandparent or aunt or uncle or, you know, brother, sister, whatever. If you know anything about littles, they sometimes get excited. They want to talk to you and tell you about their day or show you things that are interesting or they want to learn what you're doing and they get really, really close to you. And they may sneeze like right in your face or they may cough just and forget to catch the cough, right? Or they'll remember to cover their sneeze after the fact. (laughs) And so you're constantly reminding them, like giving them that lesson over and over of these social graces and letting them know, you know, why, why we cover coughs, why we cover sneezes. But they forget because these kids were about two and a half to maybe four years old. And I was there. And it just so happened that during this week, we had a really stressful family event um, with a family member who has been not well, uh, ailing for a while and was in the hospital, and then had to go into a rehab facility, and just, there's lots of talk around what to do next, and what's going to happen next, because she happens to be 88 years old, and has health concerns, and seems to be declining, so I had that stress, Plus, I was subbing, which is always slight. It's fun, but it's slightly stressful because you have to kind of be on all the time. Plus, I was on jury duties, <laughs> was on call for jury duty. I had to report once and then I didn't get called for trial. So I had to wait a full week. I had to keep calling in. And so just sort of the stress of, oh, my gosh, what if I get called? Because the enormity of it it just is stressful not that I would do anything to purposely get out of it necessarily um I do always want to be honest and because I think that's important right what you put out in the world you get back so if you're dishonest you get dishonesty back like tenfold so definitely don't want that kind of karma um but there would still be some stress, like there's a big responsibility in that with everything else that was going on. I think it was, and then I couldn't sleep because of all the other things. And my daughter, um, my oldest daughter is getting married. And she's sort of stressed because she has two celebrations, one that's traditional for her, and then one that is more reflective of her fiance's culture. He's His family is from Somalia. And that's happening next year, which is really coming up pretty fast. I know it seems weird, but it's coming up really fast because decisions have to be made. And so she's stressed out and I'm her mom and I'm her go-to for that. And I think it was the perfect storm of being exposed, being worried, being stressed. And the cold caught me it just caught me. And so sometimes when I'm stressed, even as the health coach, I, I'm not gonna lie, I sometimes reach for junk like pretzels and chocolate and you might forgo the salad because man, the french fries seem more appealing, right? Those like Starches, right? Because they feel better, but they don't necessarily do better for me. What works best for me is if I eat a higher raw vegan diet. That works best for me in like every single way. So, and maybe I'll talk about that later on another podcast if you're interested. So, yeah, I got this cold that. It only lasted about 3 days at the worst of it like it was one day that was the worst where I questioned, "Oh my gosh, is this a cold or is it the flu?" But then the next day it came down pretty quickly. I really believe that um, I was taking elderberry syrup that a friend of mine made and I swear <laughs> that helped. And maybe it was just the mental thing, but I swear it helped. I swear it shortened the life of the cold, of the the, the worst parts, right? So in looking back at that, it just is crazy how everything is all connected, how what you put in your body and your stress levels and what you are exposed to how the body, you know, will respond based on what else is going on. You know, I was doing my regular anti-anxiety stuff for the most part. I was moving my body in joyous ways. I was in nature. I was still connecting with my communities. I I didn't necessarily have the need to really have worry time. I didn't feel like that was bombarding me even with everything that was going on. I'm pretty balanced that way. I didn't need to schedule that. But (laughs) it caught me and it kind of shocked me that it caught me because it's been forever. And so as I'm sort of vegging on the couch and watching my favorite movies and I was juicing a lot, trying to just flood my body with as many nutrients as I possibly could and trying very much on purpose to do nothing during that time, which is hard because I'm a doer. But as I was kind of contemplating the whole thing, I really asked myself, like, what are my bigger lessons here? Like what what are the takeaways? Because I really try to live this mindful life and thinking, okay, I'm not blaming myself because stuff happens, but like what are the takeaways here? And one of the biggest takeaways for me and i've noticed like for the last month or so i have not prioritized this but to prioritize prioritize rest before an illness strikes because when you give yourself proper rest your body is fortified right it it works Better And in fact, I'm shocked that's not one of my anti-anxiety tools. I think maybe it should be, but it just wasn't the immediate thing because I generally don't have a hard time going to sleep or staying asleep. But I haven't taken those those natural rests. Like we have two types of rhythms. We have the circadian rhythm, but we also have what's called ultradian rhythms, which are different. So in ultradian rhythms, it's more, we have these natural active and rest cycles through the day. Where, And we often forget about that. We often, once we get up, it's like, go, 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 until we sort of collapse at the end of the night it's just and sometimes even at night the brain is just go 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 but during our day we have these natural ebbs and flows and these these spikes and dips and in those dips where you kind of feel like you're losing stamina a little bit you need to just take a break like At work, they would give you the 15-minute break or whatever that looked like. But it's almost like we have to really, again, be... Or Let me stop saying we. I'm going to say me because I need to stop telling people what to do. (laughs) But I noticed that I need to be really mindful of this. I need to be mindful of those ultradian rhythms, just the, they're just natural cycles where I have a work cycle, but then I need to take a break. And like, what does that break look like? That break, maybe for me, shouldn't look like, okay, I'm taking a break from this, and then I'm going to dive into the next thing. Like, I'm going to stop staring at the screen, but I'm going to just work super hard doing something else. In that break, maybe let it be a true break like a true rest and it also made me want to look at where am I ignoring those rhythms especially during times of stress and you know my daughter's wedding <laughs> this is a long plan this is there's a lots of moving pieces here and, She's counting on me to do certain things or at least help her or at least be a sounding board. I need to be that steady sounding board. And because I can feel her stress, you know, I talked about before how we (laughs) co-regulate and sometimes if I feel her stress, I can feel my stress rise a little bit because she's my kid. You know, she's getting married, but she's still my kid Um, and just be... For me, just to be super mindful during these periods of stress and, you know, with the health of this family member, I'm not certain how this is going to go. I mean, I'm just not. And nobody is. Nobody's sure how this is going to go. And with that in mind, just being really cognitive or (laughs) cognizant of paying attention to these natural rhythms, like where do I sneak in this rest and what does it look like? And only I can answer those questions. And if this seems interesting to you, of course, this is an invitation for you to look into your own rhythms and your own life and what does it look like? And what do those active periods look like? What do the rest periods look like? And it doesn't have to be long. Sometimes the rest period can be 10 minutes, five minutes, seven minutes. But what does it look like? You know, does it look like going outside for that time and just kind of sitting and being with all there is and letting your brain clear? Does it mean taking a seven minute cat nap? Does it mean... Like closing your eyes and maybe doing deep breathing. Um, What does it look like? And I have to, I'm asking myself these questions because I really feel that the cold caught me because I was run down. I just, I wasn't fortified. The rest was a big deal. And then also just again, as I said in another when I was talking about the last tool in my toolbox, what am I letting into my body? Knowing that these times are more stressful than normal. I mean, some of like the wedding planning can be happy stress, but it's still stress. <laughs> I say it can be happy stress. Usually when my daughter calls me, she's in a panic, so it's not happy stress. <laughs> I'm just going to try to flip it so that it is happy stress. But knowing because that these things are coming... um. Just being really, really extra careful about how I'm nourishing myself with what I'm drinking and what I'm eating, like extra. I'm already kind of a nutcase about this stuff. (laughs) I think they're called, or I'm what's called a hyper conscientious nutcase. Um, But it's like I have to kind of start telling more truths. So, you know, truthfulness is it's one of those tenets in yoga that we're we're called to be truthful because that that helps us connect to ourselves and each other and all there is and be in that kind of full state of yoga. So, yeah. That's one of the things like how am I nurturing myself? How am I getting rest? And how am I appreciating the last thing is how am I appreciating the simple things like the little things really wanting to get more deep into my own nature meditations. I did a nature meditation last week on the podcast. If you didn't check that out, check it out. It is a practice episode where I kind of walk you through a little active meditation, but I need to do more of that too, I think. Just finding that joy and expansiveness in the simple things because things can get complicated so stinking fast without warning that I, that's part of my nurturing because, hey, it's cold and flu season and, you know, I'm learning (laughs) that I'm not as, or at least this last time. Yeah, it caught me off guard. I didn't see it coming. I really just figured, eh, I'll be fine. You know, it doesn't matter that they're sneezing in my face. Ha ha ha. You know, I laugh at that. But (laughs) it caught me. And it kind of knocked me on my bottom a little bit. And thank God it was only a short while. My husband was shocked. He's like, I can't believe you turned it around this fast. Because, you know, colds usually, they can last like seven to 14 days. But um, I'm, I'm on the mend and I've been humbled and it helps me, I'm really grateful for it because it helps me to be more mindful, more present, more purposeful. Like I'm, again, not beating myself up like you should have, you should have, like I'm not going to should all over myself because that's like a waste of time. But like what can I learn from it and then how can I move going forward So yeah, that's my my little, it's not really a rant. It's more like a story time. I just felt compelled to tell the story. So this is me telling my story about my cold lessons. (laughs) I hope you found this at least entertaining. Anywho, I am going to, I'm thirsty now, so I'm going to nourish myself by getting some lemon water or I think I'm going to do lime water. I prefer lime water and I have these beautiful limes. So I'm going to slice up some limes and have some lime water and figure out what I'm going to eat for dinner. So until next time, have a beautiful day or night. All right, my friends, thank you so much for tuning in. It really means a lot. If you feel so moved, please consider leaving a review or even better, please share this episode with someone that it could really help. For more, you can follow me on Instagram at Yoga and Yum with Sybil and on Facebook at As You Are Yoga and Yum. Until next time, here's wishing you all the yum in life. Peace. Bye.